This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Well, hello and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. Live from the streets of Rome today, Marco and I had to come into Rome today for a couple of interviews here with a, an Italian news station. What was the station? I don't I know what... I, I, I Honestly, I know we did the interview. I just don't know who it was for. I know it sounds ridiculous, and I shouldn't have agreed to it if I didn't know, but you told me. I can't remember the name. So it's going to go on Stasera Italia, which is one of the um, most famous Italian uh, TV shows on politics is going to go on air on Rete Quattro, one of the main channels. Wow, okay, so but anyway, while we're here in Rome, we thought maybe we might do something a little bit different and get out, record an episode of the podcast while we're here not waste the opportunity and what a better place to talk about Jure Sanguinis, the home, the heart of the former Roman Empire where this all started, maybe Marco Let's get started and talk about some of Jure Sanguinis and the origins of it. I already kind of briefly said it, but maybe do you want to elaborate on that? Jure Sanguinis is a very, very old principle in the Italian legal system. It was invented um, by the Romans, so during the Roman Empire, this uh, principle was basically created and according to this principle, back then you became a citizen of the Roman Empire uh, by being born to a father who was a citizen of the Roman Empire. You needed to be the legitimate child of the father, so it didn't work with the mother, and it only worked with uh, legitimate children. If you were not a legitimate child, which is which was not unheard of back then. Uh, you only basically could get the citizenship from the mother and back then you could either be a citizen of the Roman Empire through the Jure Sanguinis principle so if you if you had a father who was a citizen of the Roman Empire and you were the legitimate child or you could be considered a slave or a foreigner so that's interesting because it sounds a lot like what we see in Italy and especially what was seen in Italy up until 1948. And so is this just a continuation of those old laws and just bringing them on into the new uh, governments? The current Italian law was influenced very much by the law of the Roman Empire. As a matter of fact, I remember studying in law school mm. the impact that the law of the Roman Empire has had on the modern on the current Italian law so this principle this Jure Sanguinis principle was basically it's basically the same principle that the, that they had in the Roman Empire mm-hmm. so it was basically transferred over the years and it was not changed so it's the same principle that we know today so that citizenship is passed from a parent to a child uh-huh. which is a principle that is very common in Europe so in the European countries including Italy it's it's more uncommon in America in the countries um, in South America and North America and just before I ask you this next question your bo- your glass looks like it could be topped off just a little bit <laughs> thank you but um, a quick question though off the top of your head are there any other examples of old Roman laws that we see here in modern Italy today Actually, there is not 
just one example there are like very very many examples that i could make um, contract law inheritance law i'd say that the italian law the current italian law was very very much influenced by the old laws from the roman empire in all fields of the italian law not just just citizenship but like contract inheritance um and very many other fields and bringing it from the old world into the new modern world why is this this principle so important today if it's something that's so old actually the applications for italian citizenship by descent are all based on this legal principle so it's not that you can apply for italian citizenship by descent because you have italian ancestors it's it's not that simple you can apply for italian citizenship by descent because citizenship has passed from one generation to the other over the years from your italian born ancestor down to you and actually your italian born ancestor wasn't really italian because he or she was born in italy that person was italian because he got citizenship from his or her parents and so on so basically all the italian citizenship applications are based on this principle according to which the child of an italian citizen is an italian citizen so it's important when you're applying for italian citizenship by descent that you prove that you don't have a broken line so that that citizenship was passed from parent to child one generation to the other down to you so theoretically these a lot of people who are in italy today their family lines and even in america and the rest of the world where you find people of italian descent theoretically these lines have gone unbroken so to speak for not just the past hundred years or a little bit more than a hundred years but we're talking about multiple hundreds or more exactly and the point is the the line can be broken when there is an interruption in the transfer of the citizenship from one person to to the other and the tr the transfer of citizenship can be interrupted if the father or the mother after 1948 we talked about this in different videos was no longer an italian citizen when the child was born and that person was not an italian citizen if if he or she had acquired a foreign citizenship through naturalization prior to 1992 so prior to 1992 as we also talked in different videos italian citizenship was exclusive so you could not get <laughs> the joys of being out in the streets of Rome. <laughs> so you could not get another citizenship without losing your Italian citizenship. The Italian law was very clear. You you go get another citizenship voluntarily, you lose your Italian citizenship. And so you were mentioning in 1992 that this changed. Why was this brought up that before you couldn't hold multiple citizenships and now it is possible? Do you know what changed in the mentality of the Italian government at that point? Well, um, probably the Italian government realized that it made no sense anymore, like in a peaceful world without wars, to not allow people to hold multiple citizenships. So, uh, you know, back then the countries were very protective of their own laws and citizenship, so they were very like um you get another citizenship then we we penalize you you, right. you lose your citizenship but at, at some point they had to realize that um that 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 was no longer the case and and italy as many other countries at some point started to allow 
dual citizenship. So the voluntary acquisition of a foreign citizenship no longer caused the loss of Italian citizenship. But was it really that dual citizenship was actually forbidden before 1992? Actually, no. There was like one exception in the Italian law, which is also what allows the people who qualify for Italian citizenship by descent to, to get Italian citizenship by descent through ancestry, which is if you were born in a foreign country, so if you if you were the, the child of Italian citizens born in a foreign country where citizenship is acquired by birth involuntarily because of the birth in the foreign territory, in that case, the child could maintain dual citizenship. So that's why the Italian immigrant lost his or her Italian citizenship with a naturalization. But it's important that the naturalization in the foreign country happened after the birth of the child in the foreign country because in that case, the child was born with dual citizenship even prior to 1992 with Italian and American citizenship in the case of children born in America. And that child born with dual citizenship then transferred the citizenship onto the other generations down to the the applicant, mm-hmm. the, the, the people who now are interested in getting Italian citizenship. But of course, when you bring up the subject of Jure Sangunis, especially in Italy, this conversation comes along with the subject of use solely. And I think maybe just even though we have talked about this before, what are the major differences, just because we're talking about Jure Sangunis, between the two? Use solely is a legal principle according to which you get citizenship of a country by being born in that country. And you solely is the principle that is adopted in in the countries in America. So Canada, US, South America. So you become a citizen of those countries because you were born in those countries. Um, also those countries have the Jure Sanguinis principle as an exception to their you solely principle, meaning if you are the child of an American couple born abroad, you of course do get American citizenship if your parents registered your birth through the American consulate. So if you were born in Japan uh, in, in the 80s and your parents were Americans, of course, even if you were not born in America, you get Italian, you get American citizenship. But it's like an exception to the general principle, which is the use solely principle. In Italy, the main principle is the Jure Sanguinis principle, regulating citizenship. Uh, we also have use solely as an exception, which is like a very, very... Um, basically contemplates a very, very, very very rare scenario. So basically, if you are born in Italy to stateless parents or to unknown parents, so if your parents abandoned you and you were born in Italy, in that case, you become an Italian citizen according to the use solely principle because you were born in Italy. Also, there has been a lot of talks about uh, implementing a more um, wide like concept of acquisition of citizen, Italian citizenship through use solely in, in, in the past uh, by the Democratic Party. So they, they wanted to, um, they, they wanted basically that the people born in Italy became Italian citizens at birth, but 
that law never passed. So as of this moment in time, you only get Italian citizenship if you are born to Italian parents or if you were born in Italy but uh, to stateless parents or unknown parents. And because we're in Italy and this is a subject that does come up from time to time in the government, and I know some of our listeners do have some concerns when these discussions pop up, you've actually come on to my YouTube channel to talk a little bit about this. But do you see the rules changing anytime soon that might limit Yure Sanguinis or put you solely over Yure Sanguinis? No, not in my opinion. I don't think anything will change anytime soon. There have been talks, but changing the rules it's, is, in my opinion, from a legal standpoint, not even possible. Do you think it would be a fair statement to say that it's basically just a lot of um, talking and just loud noise that really is not going to get anywhere? Absolutely. There have been a lot of talks. I don't think that, legally speaking, it's possible to change the citizenship law. It would be a very discriminatory situation. It would be... Um, not even possible to do because like it would be it, they could only change the laws for people born after they change the law even if like a change in the law is very 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 extremely unlikely probably not practically doable even if they did change the law it would be changed for only for the individuals born after the law changes so all of the people that were born prior to the change they would be basically to them it would be applicable the same rules that are applicable now so basically whatever the rules were when you were born are the rules that would basically be affecting you yes and you know what just while we're on the subject of yure sanguinis and getting back to maybe a little bit of this interview that we did earlier today why do you think that there has been... Ah, thank you very much. Why do you think that there's been this increase in the past few years and over more than just the past few years in interest in this subject and getting Italian citizenship for people who are of Italian descent? People of Italian descent in America have always been interested in Italian citizenship. I have witnessed a constant increase in the past 10 years. So... It wasn't so popular 10 years ago or before 10 years ago and then it started to become popular and people became interested because they saw other people applying for Italian citizenship and Italian citizenship has a lot of benefits so that we, we spoke, about, spoke about in probably more than one of our videos including uh, low cost or free um, healthcare, uh, the ability to reside in the European Union, anywhere in the European Union, easier access to employment opportunities, lower uh, tuitions uh, for, for universities, and, and Europe has a few of the best universities in the world. But in the last years, I did see a major increase in the number of people uh, who became interested in Italian citizenship. Um, we saw an increase with the elections four years ago. We saw an increase this year because of the situation in America. And I've seen interest from people from both sides of the political spectrum. That's something that I also find fascinating. I know there's a lot of messages that I get. I know I've had people message me that, um, oh, I'm going if this person is elected or if that person is elected. And it's just, it's it, to me, I find it very fascinating. But after this year is over and once we get over uh, the current situation that the globe is facing, do you see the 
interest in Italian citizenship increasing or decreasing? Definitely increasing. I believe more and more people will become interested in applying for Italian citizenship and claiming their birthright. And what would you say, uh, for the people who are interested in applying right now, what would you say should they get started? Is it best to wait because of the current situation? How, with what we are currently facing, how should that change their plans with Italian citizenship? I don't believe people should wait. Um, the application for Italian citizenship requires a preparatory phase, so you have to spend time acquiring a number of documents to support your claim for Italian citizenship. So I don't think it makes a lot of sense to wait because you have to spend months collecting your documents to prepare for your application and then only after you have gathered the necessary documents you can start the application process. And for people who are wanting to come and apply directly in Italy, are they able to do this at this point in time or no? As of this moment in time, there is a travel ban, so people can't really travel from America to Europe if, uh, unless they have work reasons, family reasons, uh, medical reasons. It is unclear whether the citizenship application process or, or the, the intention of you know wanting to start the application process is a good enough reason to bypass the travel ban that that's very unclear and I'm, I'm not sure if I would suggest to people who are in America to travel to Italy at this moment in time and for those people that are not that you would not recommend for them to travel to Italy I'm assuming that your 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 recommendation of preparation still stands for them absolutely like I said it takes a few months to gather the necessary documents you never know if there are like problems with the documents. It could take longer than a few months, so it's definitely a um, good time to start. It's never, it's never too late, and it's never too early. So it, it definitely, people should start now, even if there is this travel ban, even if they're not sure whether they can apply right away or or maybe have to wait a few months until the travel ban is over. But like I said, like like we said in other videos, while there is this travel ban and you can't really travel to Italy, you, it's still possible to apply for citizenship through the Italian consulates in America. And during this current situation that we're seeing, have you seen any change in the processing time of the citizenship applications? The processing time has not been affected too much. I've seen some minor delays, I think it's normal, um, with processing times or even with applications through the courts in Italy, which we talked about in other videos, mm -hmm. but nothing major. And for those people who actually can come to Italy to apply for citizenship, um, I'm thinking about like people who live in the UK, Americans who live in the UK or Europe. Um, I've noticed actually that the processing time is, at this moment in time, a little bit quicker because the municipalities are not as overwhelmed as they were in the past before the, the health emergency. Yeah, I know actually a few friends who have gone through the process this year and the waiting times that they had 
uh, were actually a bit faster than even what we were seeing last year. Because uh, last year, even, like, I would say the waiting times weren't bad, like, especially when you compare them to the United States. But what number, like, I know one person in particular who got their citizenship. It's a very strange case, and it's not anything that should be taken as any indication of the timing. Um, but I know an individual who got their citizenship in 14 days. Wow. That never happens. Yes. That never happens. But That makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say most of the people I know personally who've gone through it would probably be in maybe like this three-month-ish kind of category. Which is not bad. No, honestly, if we're talking about the processing times, even in comparison to a year ago or before, this is still faster and even faster than what we're talking about in the United States going through the consulates in most situations but for those people who are planning to come to live in italy uh, I, i'm realizing this episode is kind of taking a turn towards uh, applying in italy but i think these are some questions that a lot of people have been asking and um have been wanting to know in preparation for moving to italy who are thinking about uh getting their citizenship Jure sanguinis what if they have a partner husband wife whatever it may be who they would like to bring with them along this journey with them what would the necessary steps be to be able to take your significant other with you to come and apply for italian citizenship or petition for italian citizenship once you arrive in italy during the application process Generally, only the applicant for Italian citizenship is allowed to stay without any limitations. So the applicant for citizenship is granted a residency permit which allows him or her to reside in the country for as long as the citizenship process takes. As for their spouse or partner, um, actually we should make a distinction between like spouse and partners because spouses they're also allowed to stay but it depends on the area in which the application is filed because some areas allows only the person of Italian descent to actually continue staying in the country throughout the application process and their spouse either only after a certain time or after the applicant has actually become an Italian citizen as for the significant others so not spouse not legally married normally there's no way for those people to actually residing in Italy while their partner applies for Italian citizenship. And what about for those individuals who have already received their Italian citizenship and are considering relocating to Italy? Is that something even possible right now? If you are an Italian citizen with an Italian passport, it depends. If you reside in Italy, normally there's no problem. You can, you can travel from abroad to Italy because you're basically going home. If you never resided in Italy, so if you, for instance, became an Italian citizen in the U.S. and you're trying to go to Italy, it's questionable if that is allowed during the travel ban. But most people, I'd say, are able to actually get into the country if they show their Italian passport. As for their spouse, normally the spouse can travel with, with their spouse and upon arrival in Italy, the spouse of an Italian citizen can apply very easily and quickly for a residency permit for spouses of EU citizens, which we also talked about in one of the last episodes that we recorded. And it's not difficult to apply for this residency permit and that allows you to reside in Italy for as long as your spouse resides in Italy. 
and to seek employment and work and also use the Italian healthcare system. And for those people who are considering applying for Jure Sanguinis here in Italy, I know there's a question that you guys receive a lot. Is it necessary for a person to go to your office in Rovigo and apply only there? Or can a person choose to do it wherever they want, for example, Rome? A person can apply for Italian citizenship by descent in Italy, wherever they want. So in any of the roughly 8,000 municipalities that we have in Italy, as long as it's a municipality, so not a... So the but by municipality, I mean a town that has a town hall with, with a local government. But... Um, <laughs> We're in the city. <laughs> yes. So you can apply anywhere. You don't necessarily have to apply in Rovigo. Of course, if you apply in Rovigo, where our office is located, first of all, they can meet us, and maybe you. <laughs> and the process is easier, in my opinion, because we can, ha we can help them in person through the process. Um, if you apply in another municipality, we can still help people. But we need to make sure first that the municipality where they're going is familiar with the citizenship process, sufficiently familiar because, as you know, there are municipalities and clerks within the uh, municipal offices that in some cases have no clue about this process, so you right. have to re literally explain it to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's more the time that you spend to explain the process to them than the time that the process actually takes right like <laughs> no even when I, I think i've mentioned this in our podcast before even in my situation applying at a consulate uh, i didn't apply in the united states uh, and the place where i applied wasn't so familiar with it they had a few cases that they would deal with every once in a while but i had to explain to them a few aspects and even bring out a few laws and examples to explain to them what they were explaining to me was actually incorrect information of course when you do this you have to be very careful and very polite about it and say i'm sorry yeah. but like the italian law says xyz um would you mind confirming this because this is a very vital piece of information and my ability to continue with this and i believe that i actually am in fact uh eligible for recognition of italian citizenship again i i wouldn't even say necessarily to use those words but it's something where you have to be very careful but anyway to wrap this up if somebody wants to get in contact with you to come and apply in Rovigo or any place else in Italy or even in their country where they currently reside, how can they get in contact with you? Through our website, there is a contact form or they can email us at info at italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Marco, for making yourself available for another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. Of course, like Marco just mentioned, if you'd like to get in contact with them, you can go to italiancitizenshipassistance.com. And also, if you are interested in subjects about moving to Italy, life in Italy, living in Italy as an expat, and life as a dual citizen, I have my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia. Of course, we've been here with Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia, and we will see you all next time thank you later cheers <laughs>